0: An entrepreneur, architect, and life coach walk into a bar. The bartender says, what do you like? She replies, I like my whiskey straight and my champagne dry. That she is me. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you how those three parts of my life came together to make me who I am today. Stay tuned to hear the unusual path that got me here. Welcome to Your Excellent You, a self-development podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Danielle, and I believe that success is achieved from the inside out. I'm a certified life coach with over a decade of experience running a profitable online business. Here's what I know for sure. Being an entrepreneur is a crash course in self-development. So I'm taking everything I've learned throughout my business building journey and sharing it with you. If you want Practical, actionable insights to improve your mindset and grow your business, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started on today's episode. Today, I'm sharing a little bit about myself. I'm going to talk about who I am, why you should care, and how in the world did I get to this point where I have become a certified life coach, helping people navigate the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship. My business, and by extension this podcast, came to be because three parts of my life converged together. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an architect, and I'm a life coach. The way each of these influences what I have to say and how I help people, well, it's a unique combination. Let's begin at the beginning. I started my first real business at the age of 10. While most of the kids in my neighborhood would set up lemonade stands on a nice sunny day to make money, I was doing something a little bit different. But before I dive into that, I should tell you that I am a third generation entrepreneur. To help you understand how that impacted me, I should tell you a little bit about my grandfather and my dad. See, my grandfather was the oldest son of immigrant parents. He had very humble roots, but very big ideas. And he was a serial entrepreneur with all these ideas and opening lots of businesses in a variety of industries. In fact, he at one point opened a putt-putt golf course, he opened a games and sundry store in a beach town in New Jersey, and when I was a child, my parents and he and my grandmother, they co-owned and operated a Disney-themed ice cream store in Orlando, Florida. And let me just tell you, when you're the kid who comes home from school to a Disney-themed ice cream shop, it really does not get much better than that. My grandfather passed along his love of starting businesses to my dad, who for most of my life always had some sort of side business that he was working on. My dad's long-standing business was selling baseball cards at baseball card shows on the weekends. In the summers when I would go stay with him in New Jersey, I would be right there with him selling packs of tops to the excited kids who were all my age, but also declining to quote a price on the Mickey Mantle rookie card that my dad always had on display. So when I was 10, my dad helped me start my very first business. In fact, it was his idea. He ordered for me a variety of women's fashion earrings from a specific company at wholesale prices. And it came with this fancy display stand that you could set on a table and spin around so you could look at all of the earrings. And in the summers when we would have a garage sale, I would sell those earrings for $1 and make a profit. He had taught me to understand how you mark up products to make a profit, and it worked. Now, it would seem like this idea wouldn't go very far because you can't possibly have a garage sale every weekend. On Saturday mornings, on the weekends that we were not having a garage sale, I would go walk through the neighborhood and find out who was having a garage sale. I would approach them and make them an offer that they couldn't refuse. If they would sell my earrings at their garage sale, I would split the profit with them. That was my offer, and they took me up on it every single time. They didn't have to do anything. They made money, I made money. It was the true win-win situation. That was my first business, and from that moment on, I was hooked on being a business owner. Fast forward to today, and just like my dad and my grandfather before him, I have started several businesses. Most of those I don't run anymore, but I do run two at the present moment. I have this one, my coaching business, and I have another business that I started over a decade ago that has been profitable since day one. You won't hear me talk about that much on here because it's completely unrelated to the coaching business that I run today, except that it taught me how to be an online entrepreneur. Growing that business gave me so many skills and taught me so many tough lessons that are really valuable right now. I learned things such as how to build a website, how to develop a brand, messaging, implementing SEO, understanding Google Analytics, running Facebook ads, marketing strategies for launches, forming a corporation, finding mentors, hiring team members, and so on. All of these were foreign concepts when I started that business in 2009 and I made a lot of mistakes along the way, and I've learned a lot of really tough lessons. At the same time, I also accomplished a lot and achieved some pretty amazing results. With the help of my fantastic team, I still run that business today as a part-time CEO. The other part of my life that I bring to this podcast and into my coaching practice is my education and professional experience as an architect. I'm a goals and accountability coach for entrepreneurs And it's the skills I developed as an architect that I rely on the most. Architects, by nature, take an idea and make it tangible. Entrepreneurs do the exact same thing. As entrepreneurs, we take ideas and visions from our mind and we create something that will impact others in a very real way. Architecture, in both practice and in education, are project-focused. Projects are exactly like goals. You work consistently towards a tangible outcome at the end. I was fortunate to spend most of my architecture career working for one of the top international architecture firms in the world. One of the benefits for working in corporate architecture, besides the amazing projects, is that they have this very systemized process to complete their projects. The role of an architecture firm, to give you some background, is to design the project for the client and then communicate the design to the contractor. And we do that through architectural drawings so that the contractor can build the project. This is oversimplified, but I don't want to go off in the rails on exactly how it works. This process of designing and creating documents for the contractor can take years to complete. Along the way, there were always these mini deadlines that we were working towards. There were many reasons for the deadlines. Some were regulatory and some weren't. But what they did was they allowed our team to narrow our focus. We always knew what we were working towards, where we were in the process, and how it served the big picture goal. Essentially, these mini deadlines were SMART goals. And if you're not familiar with SMART goals, it's just a goal that is specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, and timely. These mini deadlines all served to bring us closer to the big picture goal of completing the construction drawings for the contractor. It's working in corporate architecture where I really learned the importance of working in small, focused sprints, and that's the exact strategy I use with my clients who are trying to create big results in their business. In fact, it's how I launched this podcast in 30 days, working an average of one hour a day. My mini deadlines were daily, with each one bringing me closer to the big picture goal. This brings me to the last part, the last piece of how I got here. That is my decision to become a life coach, and this is where the story gets a little more personal. For most of my life, and still in many ways even now, I've been someone who has the skill to manage my emotions. I use the word manage, but in truth, for most of my life, it looked more like exerting control over my emotions. My default mode was to stuff down unpleasant emotions and allow the positive ones to be expressed and felt. About five years ago, I started working with a wellness coach named Heather K. Jones. She suggested that I read a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. At the time, it sounded a little touchy-feely for me, but I'd paid her a lot of money to be my coach, so I was willing to give it a try. This book literally changed the direction of my life because it introduced me to the concept of self-development at a personal and soul level. Before this, my self-development experience consisted of reading books about increasing productivity or achieving success. I had never taken the time to turn inward to see how I was using success and accomplishment to prop up my feelings of worthiness. Like so many people and so many entrepreneurs, I was heavily reliant on external proof that I was acceptable, good enough, and worthy. I wouldn't have used those terms back then, but I could see over time that that's really what all of my achieving and striving was about. Louise's book made me look into myself and see if I thought I was acceptable, good enough, and worthy. This set me on a self-development path that eventually led me to my mentor, Brooke Castillo. Brooke hosts a podcast called the Life Coach School Podcast, and the first time I listened to an episode, it immediately resonated with me. She has this gift for taking self-development concepts and making them really practical. I devoured every single episode and applied the concepts to my life. Brooke outlines a very specific way to manage thoughts and emotions, and I loved it at a conceptual level, but life gave me an opportunity to discover for myself if it really worked. Not long ago, my husband, who's always been healthy and normal, became very ill with a hidden medical condition. This condition came on quite suddenly and neither of us was really prepared for it. It showed up just weeks after we had relocated to a new home in a new city. In an instant, I became a full-time caregiver without my friends and my family there to help support me. This was while I was also trying to help my kids transition into their new life and make new friends in their new schools. Any thoughts I had about finding new freelance architecture clients went out the window. Running my online business was shoved into the margins of my day. The burden to keep everything together fell on me and I felt the weight of that responsibility. To get me through, I turned to the concepts that Brooke teaches about how to understand, process, and manage your emotions. I relied on it so heavily during those years that my husband was ill, and to be completely honest, it made all the difference in the world. Throughout that time, so many people said to me, wow, you are so strong, I have no idea how you are handling all of this all I was doing was turning to the same concepts that I had learned on my self-development journey. I'll talk about what those concepts are and how I use them in future episodes, but I don't want this one to get derailed and get too long. In time, my husband healed and is able to fully function today, and it's nothing short of a miracle and a blessing, and I realize how very, very blessed I am to be in this position to tell you about my story. But that's not where my story ends. As my husband was healing, My dad, who had been battling cancer for many years, discovered that the cancer had spread through his body and he was terminal. He reached a point where he could not live on his own, and so we moved him into my home where I could be his full-time caregiver. And so with the help of my sister, we cared for him in those last months of his life. Again, I was prepared emotionally and mentally to experience this whole process without letting it sink me. As I made it through this tough period of my life, I realized that life coaching and self-development really works. It can do so much to help people navigate tough situations in the very best way that they can. It was then that I decided I wanted to be a life coach and I wanted to help men and women learn to navigate their life circumstances and their emotional experiences in a way that was authentic and healthy for them. Signed up to become certified through the life coach school and As they say, the rest is history. There you have it. That's my story. That's how I arrived to this point. Today, I coach entrepreneur women on how to set and achieve goals in a way that allows them to have balance in their life. I teach them to understand themselves at a deep level so they can see how they are limiting their own success. I help them recover quickly and easily when business and life doesn't go as planned. My life experiences as an entrepreneur, an architect, and my own self-development journey all come together in my coaching practice and on this podcast. I've been on an amazing journey, and I'm truly honored to share it here with you. Next week, I'll get back to talking about you and what you can do to step into the next best version of yourself. Because as I've said before, I truly believe success comes from the inside out. Bye for now thanks for being here today. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment to leave a review. Not only does it help me, but it allows other entrepreneurs like you to find this podcast. I'll be back next week with more practical, actionable insights to help you improve your mindset and grow your business. Talk to you soon.